Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. So good to see you today. God bless you. I'm Anthony Delaney. I lead Ivy Church. Uh, We usually meet in a few locations. Guess what? We are now going all over the place. We are meeting, I mean, there's like 500 people, uh, 500 households that I'm aware of that are watching immediately. But I know that once people share this video, once it goes out in different ways, all around the world, something very exciting is going to happen today and you are part of it. Let me just tell you about a couple of resources that I think are going to help us in this time. Number one, I've written a book. It's called Diamond Geezers. I'm not after the money for this. There are books available that I've written, but this one, is a freebie if you're on Kindle Unlimited. You can get that, and it's a discipleship book that looks at every aspect of our lives. And it basically said, when we go through the fire, we go through tough times, are you going to shine or are you going to crumble? And it's to help you with that. So if you're on Kindle Unlimited, go and get that and read it through. Um, I am so excited that I get to be able to speak to you about the passage that we just had Robert uh, talk to us about and read to us from Acts chapter 2. Uh, yesterday I was driving and I, I stopped at a Starbucks which had become a takeaway and uh, the lady there called Sarah who I spent a, a few moments just encouraging with as she was doing such a great job and keeping uh, people moving who were able to be out and about at that at the time um, and, I, and I ended up saying to her she was like saying how come you've got that kind of joy and I said well I'm actually a pastor and uh, you know I believe that in God and I believe that he loves us and that he's still got a plan and then she said well you're not going to be able to do anything now because you can't do any any church people can't come to church but actually you know what that's you probably think that because you've not really read the Bible because the church didn't start out as a building that people went to the church has always from the outset been a gathering of people who get together with God wherever they are and then just spread the good news of him wherever they can however they can as often as they can and so Sarah I thank God for you and I pray if you're watching that you'll be blessed right now and thank you for all the people who keep commenting on the Slido and connecting with us why not on YouTube add some comments get it shared help other people spread this good news this is how it happens you see right at the start of the church something incredible happened just before that passage that Robert told us about there's this new group of people that were founded on the earth they've been praying they've been friends of Jesus and they were praying for something amazing to happen and it did because the God is father and son and holy spirit and the father sent the son to save the world to come and love us and live among us and die for us and to pay the price for everybody's sins, for the sins of the whole world. The most famous verse in the Bible is John 3.16, which says, For God loved the world so much, yes, he still loves the world, that he gave his only son. So that whoever, that's you, that's certainly me, whoever believes in him, not whoever's good, not whoever's been a good person, not whoever's a religious person, whoever believes in him will not perish, no matter what happens in this life. They'll have everlasting life if we put our trust in him. So these uh, followers of Jesus, who very much like me were a bit up and down during the time that they followed him for a few years around, just saw him do incredible miracles, raising the dead, healing the sick, multiplying food. They could see Jesus doing it all, and they were saying, Wow, you're amazing, Jesus. And he is because he's the Son of God. But he said, You know what? Something better is going to happen. I'm going to die on the cross for your sins. Then I'm going to be raised for, from the grave on the third day. And then the Father is going to send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, who will be with you. He'll be with you. And it'll be better for you that I go. They couldn't figure that out. 
But you know, Jesus couldn't be with us all individually as a human, but he sent the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And this is, you can read about it yourself, please do, in Acts chapter 2. And fire fell, it says, on every believer. All those people who were praying and saying, God, come and help us. We don't know what to do. Jesus is gone. We don't know what to do. Well, the fire from heaven fell. And each believer got lit up for God, the flame of God. They could see it even on each, on each other's heads. It was a supernatural thing. See, this candle can't set a light itself. It needs this flame to come to set it ablaze. And these people were set ablaze at Pentecost when they prayed. And then they started to get together and it says that they devoted themselves. Nobody, there was no church leader going around saying, this is what you have to do. They each devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, which is well, what is it? We're going to say, well, it's the Bible. And of course, it is the Bible. But guess what? They didn't have the Bible. They were in the Bible. They were writing the Bible. This was the Acts. People talk about the Acts of the Apostles, but actually, it was the Acts of the Holy Spirit. I said, if you're on our Facebook Live, our daily devotionals at 8 a.m., we're doing these daily devotionals. I said on this morning, here in Manchester, in, in one of the bravest cities in the earth that just came through just a few years ago, this catastrophe of this horrendous bombing and this incredibly resilient people who went through that and put bees all over the place, then became really bee. They didn't get all waspy and just look after themselves. They became a community that went out and did whatever they could to bless other people. I'm so proud of my city. So, so glad that God brought us here, uh, to, back to here, to be able to be part of what he's doing. And these people devoted themselves. The stories that they were told weren't in the Bible. They were inside their hearts because the apostles had been with Jesus. They'd seen him lay hands on the sick. They'd seen him even when dead people had no hope, obviously. He'd come in and he'd stop the funeral and he would see people raised, to, you know, raised back to life. And these weren't extra special people they were actually described later as ordinary unschooled people but the difference was they had been with Jesus so this bible that they had wasn't just on paper oh it's great to get it on paper and get it on you version all those things we talked about this was in their hearts it wasn't just something that they were reading it was something they were doing something they were living out every day God was speaking to them so I want to encourage you today devote yourself to God first then devote yourself to studying his word to getting it inside you so that when you don't know what to do a promise will come because Jesus said one of the things the Holy Spirit will do is he'll remind you of the things that Jesus said so the other day I was driving along I didn't know what to do and suddenly this thought came I thought where did that come from you know what it came from God and it was genius it was amazing that's what happens when we get plugged into God he always brings us hope he always brings us joy so these guys knew Jesus for three years and they saw him uh, they, they knew the stories and they told the stories to everybody else and it was spreading about how Jesus was born very poor place Mary and Joseph ordinary people in a time of intense pressure and persecution in this oppressed nation of Israel Jesus came God came right into the mess right into the, one of the darkest times of history and these people who are under pressure and under, under persecution Emmanuel, God with us, was with them, came to be with them, and he's with us now. And it says he grew in wisdom and, and stature. And he fed thousands of people with fish sandwiches. And he did healings. And he did miracles. And he told parables, these fantastic stories. I remember the first time I read Matthew's Gospel, reading through and hear, read these parables, these stories. They help to explain everything that's going on in our lives and everything that will possibly go on. Then prayers, you know the prayers. They didn't know how to pray. Maybe you don't know how to pray. Here's how to pray. Our Father in heaven, 
hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Pray it with me. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Do you, do you need that today? Give us this day our daily bread. I don't just mean in the shops. I mean the word that will sustain you. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins. Forgive all of our sins. He will do it. Maybe you've, you've said that by rote, by memory. I don't know if you meant it. He will forgive our sins if we confess them. He says that whoever hides them, tries to conceal them, will not prosper. But whoever renounces them will find mercy. So forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. I, you know, right now, whatever anybody's done to me, it's all good. You're forgiven because I'm forgiven. If God will forgive me, he'll forgive you. And, and so you're blessed in the name of Jesus. So uh, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And then Jesus went and died and rose again. And he told them, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. I'm, gonna be, I'm going, but I'm coming back. And the lights went on on the inside. Everywhere they went, people started to meet differently, you see. It says that after Pentecost, in the way that it was described there, they met from, it says they were in house to house. Now, we've sometimes thought that's a bit like, you know, cults, Jehovah's Witnesses, and people might go around house to house and, um, and knock on doors. Well, that's what, not what it was. It was ecos to ecos. The Greek word is ecos to ecos. It was networks. It was families. Every church was in a house. We've got a slide that shows this, that you look through the book of Acts and you're going to see all of these amazing uh, times, that all these, that the word house is mentioned and how the church met not in different uh, in buildings like I'm sitting in, but each person uh, who became a Christian also became a church leader. Each one had an ecos, had a network of relationships. And so what I'm going to do in a moment, I'm going to anoint you, if you want to, to be a church leader. I'm going to ordain you to lead the church that meets in your house. And, and, and there's, there's a requirement for that. You've got to ask God to make you holy. You've got to ask him to, keep, to forgive your sins and do all the things that were just in the Lord's prayer. And his kingdom, you want to pray for his kingdom to come and his will to be done in your house, in where the place where you are. And, and, uh, and it says that they went day by day. That's how they met, and just one day at a time. That's the only way we're going to get through this. One day at a time, listening to God, trusting, trusting God. And, and the church then met house 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 oikos 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 network 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 of relationship was how they did it and nothing could stop it no matter what even when persecution came because these people just had a simple creed they just said you know what i believe jesus christ is the son of god that's it he's, the, he's my lord and my savior and they they shared that amongst themselves and that message spread faster than anything can spread all over the world and I believe we're in a time right now where there's going to many people are, are believing this there's going to be a billion people who are going to come to Jesus in the next few months I, I don't know if you're going to be one of them I pray that you are share this message so that more people get to hear you can be one of these people who in the in the maybe the darkest time of our lives actually the light comes on finally for you and all the things we've been trusting in all the things we thought were so precious when we realize actually they're not going to save us they're not going to help us at that moment what's going to matter then is not how you live now it's where are you going to live next it's where are you going to go and and have you got have you got uh, uh, you know that authority that that, that 
assurance in your heart that you are loved forever. And, and you know, that, I've seen the difference. I've been a pastor many years. I've been at the graveside. I've been at the bedside of many people. The, there is a difference when somebody dies who gives their life to Jesus. There really is. The, light is, the life is different and, and they know because they know where they're going and they know who they're going to. That's always been the case. You know, that's not a doom and gloom message. To me, it's an amazing thing because it makes such a difference to people because it matters forever. You know, anybody who thinks that that Christianity is just some nothing bad will ever happen to you kind of promise of religion doesn't read the Bible because all these lists of these houses of these people, they had bad things happen to them too. The final house that's mentioned at the end of the book of Acts is that Paul's in prison in Rome. He's in a house church on his own, looking after himself, it says, for two years. But you know what? That's not the end of the book of Acts because we're now in Acts 29. You and me are, are, are still in the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And he wants your house to become his house. He wants everybody in your household, everybody, to become a kingdom of priests, to rise up and to be good news, who receive it for yourself and then share it with other people every way possible. So here's the requirements. You have to acknowledge your sins. You have to say, God, I've got so many things wrong in this world. I've had my priorities all over the place. I've been a lot about me and not very much about you. I've not been rich to you, but I've been rich to me. And I'm sorry for that. And I confess that. I say, I'm sorry that I've done that. I believe that Jesus died 2,000 years ago on the cross. As the Bible describes it, eyewitness accounts here for you to read and make up your own mind. If you're not sure this is what I want you to do, go to lookingforgod.com. If you've got questions, look on there. There's all kinds of answers. But in the end, the answer that you need is Jesus. And he'll come and, you know, when, you, when, when, you're, when you're saying, I don't know what's going on, I don't know what, who, who, where am I going to turn, turn to Jesus Christ. So you acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. You believe that he's raised from the dead. You confess that you're going to follow him. And then you say, I'm going to live the rest of my life fully for you. And I want to tell everybody in whatever way I can, however long I get to be able to tell them how good the goodness of God is that we just sang about. So I want to encourage you to pray that prayer with me right now. Maybe you've prayed it before. I don't know if you've really meant it. This is a devoting themselves moment. We're going to take communion in a moment but we devote ourselves. We give ourselves back to you. you know, devoted just means given fully. They gave themselves fully. Give yourself fully to God now. Just tell him, speak out loud. He's listening to you. Yes, he can hear it in your heart. Actually, he loves it. The Bible says, if we believe in our hearts, Jesus is Lord, and we confess it with our mouths that God raised him from the dead, then we will be saved. So confess it, speak it out. Jesus, I believe. I need you to save me. I need you to help me. Do that. Do that right now. Just talk to him. I'll give you a moment. He's listening. He's there right with you. Devote yourself to him. A little voice comes in and says, you're not good enough. True? He is. It's not true. Yes, it's true. He is the way and the truth and the life and nobody comes to the Father but by him. So come. Come to, the, come to the love of Jesus. Come to the cross. Come to the empty grave. Come to life forever. Come in worship to heaven where there are angels and archangels worshipping that are praying and that are being, even now being sent to where you are on assignment to bless you, to protect you, to watch over you and your household. And more than anything, just pray and say, come and fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. You see, all of this that was going on at the time, I'm just going to have to go down here and, and get something. Is, uh, is there, there was all these people who, um, 
There was all these people who didn't know what to do, and uh, they, they ended up needing to uh, have, have something that would help them to be able to get through this tough time with Jesus. They had something kind of uh, like a tire. It's like we're like a tire. See, the word for, for Holy Spirit, spirit in the Bible, is pneuma. Like we get pneumatic tire from that. Do you know when they first started making cars, they had tires... Uh, and they thought that the only thing we can do is make them like a wagon wheel. If we make them as really tough and resilient as possible, then all the bumps that come along will be able to withstand them. The problem with that was they, that was strong in itself, but all it did was shake the rest of the car to pieces. So then some genius invented this thing. Obviously, this, this is good enough for a bicycle. It's no good for a tyre uh, on a car. But what they did, they ended up with something they could put air in. And when they did that, it, it flexed. It moved. With whatever bumps were going on. And the Holy Spirit, one of the words for the Holy Spirit is this wind of the Holy Spirit that will come and will fill you. So we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, we can't light the candle ourselves, but tonight we encourage you at seven o'clock to light a candle and put it in your window and join in on this national day of prayer. I'm fasting today. That means I'm going without food to devote myself to God. And then I'm going to pray that I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, that it's Him that will help me to be able to come through all of the bumps that tomorrow may bring. And I'm going to pray that for you as well. I, I think we are uh, in extraordinary times and everything is changing around us. So what I wanted to do is for you to think about the church in your house. A couple of things to equip you for the future. You know, some resources again that are free. I was watching something that we used to watch with our kids years ago. Story Keepers, the Story Keepers. You find it free online on YouTube. It's absolutely brilliant for the kids to watch. Watch it with them. It's the story of these early Christians. It's great for our series for you to watch that and, and talk about it with your kids. Because ultimately, what an opportunity we've got now to be able to spend those times with our kids and be able to tell them about Jesus. Some of us have been, you know, I've been really busy, I'm a grandparent, and, and, but to be able to spend this precious time with my children now, rather than think, oh no, they're with us. You know, I'm praying, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for peace in your home, I'm praying for forgiveness, I'm praying for patience. You know, all those things that we need to be able to get to live in such close community, maybe in a little flat or something like that, are in the Holy Spirit, they're not in you. But the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is this, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All those things come when you invite the Holy Spirit in. So again now, pray. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, please, Lord. Just pray that. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Please, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Why don't you do that right where you are now? Just pray, and, and he'll come. Just like he came to those first disciples, and he'll make all the difference in the world for you. In Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the fire of God and the anointing of God. Because the final thing they want to do and show you is this other sign of the Holy Spirit, which is the anointing oil. See, in order for you to be able to lead the church in your house, we are about to plant thousands of churches. And I'm inviting you to lead one of them. To lead the church in your ecos, in your house, in your connection of networks. I'm inviting you to, to get a list of people you're going to be praying for and with and connect to other people. But you're going to need to be anointed for that. You're going to need to know that you are ordained for that. That now is a time for what Jesus talked about. The Bible talks about a kingdom of priests to rise up to be able to be the, the, the children of God displaying his works and his wonders on the earth. He wants to use us. You know, where, even though you're stuck in, you, the, I think we have, I believe we have an enemy, I believe there's a devil, in the, and Jesus talked about him and said, he only ever comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I've come so that you can have life in all of its fullness. That's what he promised. He wants you to have life that lasts forever. 
So as we, as we share these things together with others, as we uh, are anointed, I'm going to pray that you would be anointed for that. So I've got this oil. I'm going to anoint myself. I'm going to anoint myself in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Maybe you want to do this. Could just get some oil. I, I tried to let people know about this in advance. Just to anoint yourself in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. If you want, get some oil and just put it on the doorposts of your house today. Just, just anoint around the house and pray for the Holy Spirit's presence and power all around your home. And I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I pray that as hearts are opening now and coming back to you, Lord, you will come and fill us and that you will give us all of the things, the, the sevenfold Spirit of God. You'll give us the wisdom and the understanding that we need and that you will be filled with the fruit of the Spirit. Let love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control come now and be your portion right where you are let them come and fill you and give you joy i pray for jan that i spoke to yesterday in tesco's who's working so hard who said that she didn't know what to do and i had a little pray with her and she said that maybe she'd be watching today jan jesus loves you and this is a it is a for just like it's a special message for jan for everybody watching jesus knows your name he knows exactly that where you are you're not far from him he's not far from you just reach out and touch him and he'll come and he will fill you and he will change you and he will transform you and give you that spirit that now enables you to continue through all the ruts ahead all of the the i don't know what to do's you'll have a voice inside of you the last couple of nights you know i've woken up at three in the morning Maybe you have too, with whirring going on. What about, what about, what about? Last night I was lying there in bed and I started to feel my heart going, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. I could hear it. I was a little bit panicky. Kind of come in and didn't know what to do. And then this, I just said, Jesus, I don't know what to do. Please come and help. And suddenly I, like the, I couldn't hear my heart anymore. I just heard quiet. And it all stopped. And he was there. And he is here. And he's there where you are now. Jesus said, I'm going to give you peace the world cannot give. You're not going to get this anywhere else, but it comes free for you. So, I'm going to invite you to receive now. And what I want you to do is get ready for communion. This is what this, simply what those early church people did. It says that they broke bread together with glad and sincere hearts. They shared. They didn't just hold on to stuff and think, oh, what about me? They found ways to share and be generous. This was something that was remarkable about these early Christians. They didn't just look after their own. You know, throughout history, you can look in the history books and you're going to see that Christians have always been those who stepped up. I'm not saying it's only Christians who've done this. I'm praying for everybody. My, my own wife works in the NHS. Everybody who's reaching out a hand and loving somebody else at this point rather than just hoarding stuff for themselves and hanging on. Well, I bless you in the name of the Lord to do his work and to know it's him that is in, encouraging every good work in you to be able to have that kind of a heart but what I'm going to do now is going to move into a time of communion this is when you get some bread and some wine John Mark's going to come and he's going to start to play in a moment but I'm going to say some words and I over here have got some bread just simple bread and and some wine again don't we take these things for granted it's not we haven't got real wine we've got a, a juice but you do it how you want to do it and you know, this simple bread that we take for granted, but Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. And whoever eats of me, you know, you're going to live forever. That was the promise. Whoever partakes of this bread. So Lord, we thank you that on the night that you were betrayed, you took the bread. You looked at your friends. This is the night before you died and you gathered in a small house with them. You looked around at them all. Even the one who was going to betray you, you just forgave everybody. And he said, this is my body, which is broken. It's going to be broken for you. 
so that your sins may be forgiven. That's what he did. He went to the cross so that your sins and my sins could be forgiven. And then, after supper, after they'd all eaten and had enough, he took the cup. Again, he gave you thanks and praise, Father. And he said, this is my blood. The most powerful substance in the universe because it can wash away all sin. This is my blood which is given for you. Jesus loved you enough to shed all of his blood, a full blood transfusion for you. And that's healing power in that blood. I pray now as you take these things that healing power will come to you. If you're sick, I'm praying for the healing power of Jesus to come and and raise you up and strengthen you and that you will be miraculously healed in Jesus' name. I'm praying for a release, Lord, of mercy across this nation and every nation on the earth. As people right now take the bread and take the cup and share it together in their households or just on their own. They're not on their own. Nobody's on their own. Because there's, there may be some physical distancing going on, but there's no spiritual distance because you are close. You're, you stick closer than a brother. So Lord, we receive these things by faith. And we thank you so much that we get to do it. Thank you that you loved us enough to do that. And now, right here, we're going to do that. We're going to um, be sharing in, the, in the, the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I bless you. And, I, and when you take this, take a little piece of bread and then just say, the body of Christ before you eat it and before you drink the the cup just say the blood of Christ shed for me just do that now while we sing thanks for listening for more podcasts go to ivychurch.org slash media